Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Experto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is... At Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Williams, your host. Thank you so kindly for showing up. Thank you for kindly for watching. Hey, uh, Sandy Sandler from Munich, Germany. A big hello, hello to you too. Wendy Green, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. That video is not playing. Go ahead and try anyway. I think. We're transmitting just fine according to what I see on this side. I'm going to have a, an interesting subject today. I think I called it, um, what is it called? Liberal sexism and Trump destruction of American leadership. And it, 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 I was going to just talk about Trump today, right? I mean, there's so much to cover about Trump from pulling out of the treaty to what he's doing uh, with um, uh, the, the health care system, with what he's doing with, <clears throat> there's just a whole lot of issues. But I read this article this morning on Daily Coast with a woman uh, complaining about uh, sort of the, the what's going on with Hillary Clinton. You know, Hillary Clinton is, has been around giving some speeches, uh, kind of saying some of the reasons why she lost. And a lot of these folks on Daily Coast, which is a very liberal site, the site that I am also an editor on, uh, they were, com- you know, they, they complain about her. They want her to go away and, and, and that sort of thing. I'm not really a Hillary Clinton supporter. I'm pretty much left of Hillary, very much left of Hillary Clinton as a Bernie Sanders delegate. However, hola, Vicky Brand Lensen from Chiriqui, El Volcan. Welcome aboard. Tom Hines, welcome aboard. So um, I, I, I read her piece and it was a touching piece because what it was, in my opinion, or what I saw was a, a, a women, that women are feeling that Hillary Clinton is getting, hi Kim Rock, is getting the short end of the stick when it comes to the treatment that she gets after losing the election. And I think they're right. I think most of this has to do with sexism. Now, I wrote a piece uh, that's going to be the blog of the week that, that has the name Sexism is Actually Worse Than Racism. And here you have a black guy saying sexism is worse than racism. And I have already started taking a whole lot of flack for, for saying that, both on Facebook, on Daily Coast, and direct mail, because it is like, oh, how dare you say that? How could you possibly say that sexism, and you're right, Deborah, misogyny is worse than racism? Well, you know, the, the truth of the matter is I have a wife, a daughter, uh, a wife, a daughter, an aunt, a niece, or nieces, and all these things. And they, they, there are things that they're going to face that I'm not going to face. And people will say, well, that, but that's not enough to say that one is worse than the other. Well, you know, um, I think, I, think uh, I, I need to do so. Vicky, I'm not sure why the Internet is, um, why your feed is not going. Is anybody else online having problems seeing the video as well? Because I'm looking at it on another channel here, and it turns out to be clear on another channel as well. Uh, but anyhow. I made that statement, and uh, I made that, yes, you're right, uh, Kim, anything with ism in it is terrible. But in this point in time, the flag that, 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 uh, that Hillary's taken, I thought I needed to speak up and say something about it. So anyhow, what is the program going to be about today? The program is going to be, as I said, it's titled Liberal Sexism and Trump Destruction of American Leadership. Subtitle, Liberals Can Be Just as Sexist as a Tamed uh, Trump. And I really mean that. Uh, and as for, let's see, she lost because she cheated. She should go away and Bernie for life. She should go away, Bernie for life. You don't screw over my guy. Well, I mean, uh, I, I understand what you're saying, my friend, 
but I'd like you to listen to the blog of the week and and um, and, and take it from there. Yeah, the mountains of Chiriqui, Baru, and all those places are great. The temperature is also much different than what we have in Panama City, so you're absolutely right. Anyhow, today I want to cover two subjects. The first one, about sexism and specifically liberal sexism that must not go unnoticed. The second subject is Trump's destruction of the positive American values we cherish with his withdrawal from the Paris Agreement and much more. Folks, before I go further, I want to remind you guys, Share these videos because a lot of the things we discuss here are things that are not going to be discussed on your mainstream media, things that people need to hear, people that pe- things that people need to discuss. Let's go ahead and talk about that. So what are your thoughts? Let's talk. I also want you to, uh, if you have something that you want to tweet, make sure to add the, tag, the hashtag politics done right, hashtag politics done right. My Twitter account is Egberto Willis, spelled E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. Again, please remember to share these videos. Let's go ahead and enlighten with positivity and move, um, move forward what we want to do. But anyhow, I, want, I don't want to stay too long because I, I think the blog of the week may be a, a, a tad bit, I don't want to say a tad bit long, but it's, it's there. So let's go with it. And you know what time it is. It's time for the weekly blog post. Okay, the blog of the week titled Hillary Clinton's proof that sexism is worse than racism in America. Um, I didn't put this in the blog, but I want to preface this with this. Imagine America elected, some, some of the people that feel the most aggrieved in this country, that I think feel the most pain that are uh, uh, victims of the social, uh, of the justice system, that are victims of many of our institutions are black men. We know that. But it is also a fact that Americans were able to supersede, in fact, their racism. There was a lot of racists who voted for Obama, but they were able to supersede that to vote for the man, right? But here we had Hillary Clinton, and I know a lot of, a lot of folks are going to say how bad Hillary Clinton was with the establishment party. I know they're going to say how difficult she was with the, or rather, that she is, she has turned into a centrist, a Wall Street hoarder, and all these other issues. Those are all, in my opinion, true, but it's not only true with Hillary Clinton. It's true with males in the establishment that to date have not atoned for it. After all, let's remember my good buddy, President Obama, he's one of the folks who first left taking any inside, any uh, government money so that he could get a whole lot of money to run his election, and a whole lot of that came from Wall Street. Do we get that type of attack on Senor Obama as we get on Hillary Clinton? By and by, I do believe, again, uh, she, I wasn't a supporter, but I voted for her and I campaigned for her because Choices have, have to be made, and I think it was the better choice. Now, many want Hillary Clinton to go away. They complain that she is not accepting sufficient responsibility for losing the election. As, Bernie, as a Bernie delegate who believes Hillary Clinton was not the best choice, I say categorically that sexism is the primary reason she lost and why even some liberals want her to shut up. This morning, I, I read a touching piece written by Stella Ray titled, I am very discouraged about the unconscious sexism here at the Daily Coast. By there here, she meant on Daily Coast, the largest progressive website in the world extrapolated to liberals in general. She started her piece with a paragraph that saddened me, and this is what it said. I don't think you have to preface your article with a paragraph like this. On a, especially not on a liberal site. It said as follows. And oh yeah, I can't write this diary without mentioning Hillary Clinton. Sure, I wish I could, as I suspect I'm going to get pie in my face for stating my concerns and worries. Meh, whatever. It will make me feel better to type this out. And after that, again, whatever. In other words, she thought that she couldn't she couldn't come out and say sexism is one of the reasons that uh, people are telling Hillary Clinton to shut up. 
She wants, people want her to just say Hillary Clinton was just that bad person. Oh, come on. Bad comes in gradations. Hillary Clinton was a woman who came to South Texas and tried to register people. Let's look at the good and the bad. There's good and bad in everybody. Yes, uh, with, with time, we know what has happened, but let's be fair. She is hoping to mitigate, meaning still a race, hoping to mitigate the self-righteous attacks from a sect of liberals who will likely slam her post with a claim that their attacks on Clinton have nothing to do with sexism. That should not be necessary on a site filled with enlightened progressives. Stella Ray, Stella Ray said the following, and this is her piece now. Now I want to make very clear that I do understand that some of you do not like what Hillary has had to say, okay? What I do want to talk about is the idea that she should just shut up and go away. And yes, I do think that unconscious sexism, I have seen all kinds of wild comments here about how Al Gore shut up and went away. No, he did not. He poured himself into a personal passion, into his personal passion, which, which was about climate change, about how John Kerry never made a fuss over losing. And yet in the last few days, I've seen him all over the network speaking his truth. Then there's John McCain and Romney, both of whom have had their say since they lost. In McCain's case, many times over than, than I understand, he's still a senator. However, McCain has repeatedly had voice in this country since he lost. He steps, he steps right up to there and blasts it out. We may not like what he has to say, but I don't hear many here saying he just needs to shut up and go away because he lost the race for the presidency. For other reasons, yeah, but not because he lost the presidency, not because he lost as a presidential candidate, okay? Now, I just cannot tell y'all how visceral this feels to me as a woman. I cannot tell how visceral this feels to me as a woman, she says, uh, I search for and don't find any better words to describe it than so many before me have reached for, but I feel it in my belly and it hurts. This is a woman speaking here. Understand that some may reply to my post here by saying, just because I don't like or didn't believe in Hillary does not make me sexist. Well, I totally give or I totally get that and accept that. But the unconscious part I am talking about has very little to do with whether you liked Hillary Clinton or you didn't, whether you like what she's saying now or don't. The unconscious sexist part of those who think she should be sporting, you know, should be sporting duct tape over her mouth. So says Stella Ray. Stella Ray is right. I was a Bernie delegate. I think the establishment of the Democratic Party has lost its way. I think Hillary is a part of it. But so is Obama and all the other men and women in the establishment. They are not evil people. They have just made a calculated choice where they are a bit more appeasing to the moneyed interest they believe for the well-being of the Democratic Party. Grassroots Democrats, those of us that are grassroots folk, those of us that are going to talk to the base, tell people what our values are, want to empower the base and create a platform where the masses want to engage and with small dollars support the party. Working with moneyed interest is easier while working with the masses is time-consuming and it takes a lot of effort. That said, Hillary was the most qualified person running in the 2016 presidential election. After she had become the Democratic Party nominee, I supported her and campaigned for her. What I found from a sect, and this is a sect, what I found from a sect of our enlightened liberals is that her fight was not only with those on the right. Things that men got away with, she didn't. And the disrespect in the manner the left that wasn't on her side addressed her was appalling. This this election proves something to me I thought as a black man I would never say, and that is sexism in the aggregate, in the aggregate, okay? 
I'm not talking about black men being shot by police officers. I'm not talking about when I walk into a store being followed. I'm not talking about all these issues. Look, I know everything there is to know about prejudice against black folks and specifically black men. I live it. I live it. But I also have a daughter, a wife, a sister or sisters, a mother, cousins, aunts, and there are things that they have to supersede above racism that I don't. Those are the things that I'm talking about. And there is an issue that some, a lot of folks brought into, into the, uh, that brought into to misogyny as well. Yes, yes, Deborah Birnbaum, the author is using the word sexism. I respectfully suggest the word misogyny. It is hate. It is reality. It's reality. It has nothing to do with the left and the right. Deborah, I agree with you. Okay, I, I you know my article was titled "Sex" had sexism in it. I sort of have sexism along with misogyny, but maybe you can correct me. Maybe you can give the show a call after and and, and make your point because this is a call-in show as well. I want Hillary Clinton to, or rather, this election proved something to me. I thought as a black man, I would never say sexism in the aggregate supersedes racism in our current culture. The Trump that Trump got. 15%, 15% of the black men's vote. And, you know, I, I usually make fun sometimes and I say, I bet most of those black men were preachers. But that is probative, okay? I want Hillary Clinton to take some time to tell the real story of her defeat. Yes, and bad. I want to hear the bad and the good, how bad a campaign she ran. But against Trump, the worst campaign could have won the Electoral College with Russian interference, Comey, and voter suppression. The worst campaign, if a guy ran, the worst campaign on the planet would have beaten Donald Trump, my friend. If you want to be honest, the worst campaign would have beaten Donald Trump. Let's be honest. If uh, if Hillary Clinton, I repeat that paragraph, if, if I, I want Hillary Clinton to take some time to tell the story of her defeat, yes, and bad campaign, but against Donald Trump, the worst campaign would have, uh, would have won the Electoral College, even with Russian interference, even with Comey, even with voter suppression. Absent sexist, sexist men and women, she would still be president, and, to, uh, and, and, and also to be respectful to my listener, Mrs. Berman, misogyny. Misogyny. Now, I want the Clintons. I want Obama. I want Pelosi. I want Schumer and all the other old timers to go away and leave the space open for new vibrant blood. They need to learn how to be mentors and give young people the podium that will give that will give young people a stake in the party they don't have and as such, no reason to feel an intense loyalty to support. But I want to conclude by reconfirming Stella Ray's point. She is right. Sexism and misogyny are, the, are rampant in this country. If, if Trump was caught on tape explicitly demeaning black people and Jews, I am almost sure he would not be president. And that is what I honestly believe. Now, I invite you to read a piece I wrote a few months ago titled Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Warren, and My Wife, A Dirty Little Secret. And the link is in the blog of the week. So if you get to the blog of the week, you'll see that. Now, folks, please do remember, this is a call-in show. And as usual, I have to remember what that call-in number is. And that is 646 929-2495. Again, that call-in number is 646-929-2495. And if, remember, if you, want, if you call in and you want to speak, please push the number one it's because it's not enough to just call in. Because I see callers on the list here, but only one person has a one pushed. So if you want to speak, please push the number one. I'd love to hear from you. Again, the number is 646-929-2495. 2495 and please do remember to share these uh these these videos share these live events as well because that is how we make a change i thank my good friend uh 
Uh, John from San Antonio is here. How are you doing today, John? I'm good. How are you doing, Egberto? Oh, you know we are all doing. You, you know what we are all doing, my friend. We're trying to we're trying to make the country better. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, uh, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little bit of a contradictory uh, opinion on this. Uh, I mean, well, one thing is one thing. Just a correction uh, is, uh, you know, you said fifteen percent of black men. It's actually only thirteen percent, according to the CNN exit polls. Okay, I I had some other places where I saw fifteen, but fifteen, thirteen. It is just surprising that that many people actually called in. And 314, I'll be coming to you in a little bit after John. Uh, John, yeah, so make your point. Uh, okay, your point of okay yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that, you know, uh, misogyny and sexism is a huge problem in our society. I mm-hmm. don't agree that it's it's larger than, you know, the the, the bigotry that's shown towards, uh, you know, black people. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. see it all the time, uh, you know, especially with the police and the way they handle uh, black people. I mean, you know, literally killing them for no reason and getting off, you know. And, yeah. you know, you look at the Trump administration and, you know, the, the different things that they've done, you know, just a few weeks ago, there was a, there was a pretty much a, a consensus that the Obama administration had about how to handle, you know, violent crime and how to handle crime where, you know, there wasn't any violence. And so, uh, it's, you know, not not sending, you know, people to to prison, you know, for, let's say, a, a pot uh, possession or something that is not, uh, you know, that serious as, as opposed mm-hmm. to something that, that violent, you know. And, and so they've what uh, what the Trump administration has done is they've completely turned that on its head. And mm-hmm. gone against the the opinion of, of practically every law enforcement uh, you know community in the country, and started right. emphasizing you know this violent crime. And so you know I, I just feel that the misogyny is there. Uh, it's it's a real problem. I was trying to make my point. I was just looking at some numbers here, and I was mm-hmm. going over you know like. Uh, where where a man ran against a woman uh in in last year's senatorial uh, elections mm-hmm. you know it was I, I was expecting it to be a little bit closer it it was uh, 7 to 4 you know uh where men won more elections than women so i mean that that kind of you know proves your theory but i right. mean there were two elections where they in california and new hampshire where there were two women running against each other and so, I mean, and you look at the popularity of, of women across the country, uh, you know, who are politicians, and a lot of them are very popular. And so, yeah, I, I you know, let I, me, John, hold your point here. I don't disagree with you there. And, 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 and when I wrote that title, I wanted the title to be uh, sort of provocative, right? But I, I, I think I, I know the difference between, you know, the misogyny and black people. And there's one thing that I always like to tell people, and that is, we don't need to grade levels of pain, right? The pain that a woman is feeling after uh, experiencing misogyny and sexism, the pain that a black person feels when the, when the you know, police manhandles him, notwithstanding being blown away or killed, uh, you know, there are pains, right? And what happens a lot of times if we, we go into gradation of pain, and maybe my title even <laughs> used that a little bit to be sensationalism or, or whatever, but the, the point that I wanted to prove is how grave misogyny and sexism is. But I want to, you to hold your thought a while so I can bring a new caller in, John. But we, we have a whole lot more to discuss, my friend, okay? All right. All right, let's go to 314. 314, who am I speaking to? My name is Pianchi. And by Pianchi. the way, uh, women do come in black too, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, getting to Trump. What point you'd like to add? Pardon me. Uh, no, I'm saying that no, you're no, my friend. Yeah, I, I'm a, I was a Donald Trump supporter and voted for him. Okay. And I'm happy that he did pull out of this Paris Agreement. Okay. Now let these other countries God. see when 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 you when you put forth these things, you got scientists that's looking for research dollars. Mm-hmm. You got other countries that want to ride on the big purse strings that the United States have. 
Let yeah. them lead the way in these efforts. And I'm happy sure. as heck that you have some states that say that they're going to take this up on their own. Now, by way of the Constitution, states cannot enter into treaties with other countries. But right. if they want to employ some sort of program where they want to mm-hmm. cut emissions, then let them go ahead and do that on their own nickel. Don't expect anything from the federal government. And if the citizenry, if the citizenry of that state don't like what is going on, guess what? They can move, move to a more friendly state. Okay, I would I, never I, move to Illinois because it is a terrible state as far as gun control. I like right. Missouri, where it's wide open. All right, let me ask you a few questions, okay? Because yes, I, sir. I, yes, and by the way, thank you for calling, Tiaki. You're a first-time caller. Um, let, let me tell you what concerns me with your 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 form of thinking, though. Okay, and then tell me if you you, you can agree with what I'm saying. Uh, the Industrial Revolution is, I don't know, 200 years old or something to that effect, right? And there it's are still going on. It's still going on, absolutely so. And there are some countries who, within that Industrial Revolution, are the ones that are responsible for the vast amount of pollutants in the air right now. In other words, the United States, Great Britain, France, uh, now China, but you know China is very much a newcomer. So the amount of damage that she that China has done to the atmosphere is minimal compared to again France, Europe, uh, and England and the United States. So it is not a far cry to say that these countries should have a bigger state or not a bigger state, but be the ones that have to spend more in uh, in mitigating the problems with the with the um, with the environment. So when I hear Republicans or whomever speak about, well, uh, uh, China and, and India, they are getting away with a killing. Remember, these two people alone represent over 40% of the world's population. Uh, we, when these people are now in their industrial revolution, in their uh, attempting to bring up, you know, get some wealth for their own people, we are saying, well, you know, uh, we can't allow them to pollute at a higher level than we are because then we are at a disadvantage. Well, no, we did our stuff earlier on, and we are the ones who originally created the problem. Now, what I like about the, the or what would have happened, or what is probably still going to happen to some extent, is that there are policies in these, in, in these, um, these treaties that pretty much allow the United States as a country to benefit in as much as it's going to pay into funds and that sort of stuff, to benefit from the eradicating from eradicating what is occurring in the atmosphere, what is occurring and polluting the atmosphere, et cetera. So it would have been a good thing. My personal belief is that Donald Trump pulled out of the treaty out of spite, not out of a promise that he has made to the people who voted for him, because for the amount of promises that he has broken, uh, that he had broken for those people who support him, this wouldn't have been one of the biggies that he wants to turn around. You say take it. Takia, I'm sorry. Pianki is my name. Pianki, and as I said, yes, and as I said before, there was no, there was no, no binding commitment that the United States or any other country has. They do exactly. these things out of out of their own graciousness. So let them continue to do it without the United States. And you have to do it right. Point? Yeah, let's let, let John get into discussion, Pianki, and then we'll come back to you, my friend. Go okay. Ahead, do you believe? India. Can I can I make, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead, John. Do you, go ahead. Pianchi, do you believe uh, in the majority? And when I say majority, I'm talking 99% of Western industrial uh, countries. 99%. There there isn't a political party uh, in in any part in any part of the Western industrialized world who doesn't believe in global warming. Do you believe in that global warming is real? No, I don't, because this earth is, the the length, the age of this earth, this planet has existed before man had the ability to keep records, and nobody knows. Global warming, global cooling. You know, when I was a kid, I remember going to school, I remember playing outside in December in shorts on. It was warmed in. Now, well, folks saying, well, all these different atmospheric and weather conditions that's going on, we want to attribute that to global warming. Well, maybe we do, maybe we don't. But I'm saying this. Let some other nation take this on. Same thing with, the, with NATO. You have 
you have Japan, you have South Korea. Let them pay the bigger portion of the expenses for NATO. Those countries Why aren't in NATO. United they have nothing to do with NATO. They have nothing well, to do with NATO. NATO is an alliance well, of European countries. Well, then it's a good chance for them to, to become a policeman of the world rather than the United States. Let me get in here a second. Uh, let me just say this, Yaki, because I, um, it, I understand the isolationist notion that many people have in this country because I think I think you would agree that what you are talking about is you, the isolation of the United States. In other words, we don't want to spend the kind of funds that we've spent, which haven't been much throughout the country. The reality is our, and this is where I really want to talk to the Trump voter, right? Because uh, there's a lot of misinformation that goes out there. Let me give one classic example. When Donald Trump speaks about how much we have invested in NATO, and I, I don't, I'm not going to get off the climate change thing, but I just want to hit something up on NATO, how much we've invested in NATO. First of all, there's no fee that NATO, uh, the countries in NATO pay into some fund that then does some NATO thing. That's not what occurs. What occurs is every country was asked to spend 2% of their GDP on the military. I personally think that is crap, all right? In other words, I think, uh, let's look at Germany. If Germany doesn't spend 2% of her GDP on, on, on uh, the military, I think it's highly justified, given what else Germany is doing in Europe, absorbing people that are absorbing people from the Middle East that are coming in. That is a part of war, if you will. Not war, but that is a part of action and charges that she has that we don't. So military... Military spending isn't just about buying bombs or buying fighter jets, etc. So it's deeper. It, it requires deeper thought than that, and that is what I, where I think Trump is limited. Well, now, if, yeah, go ahead, make your point, sir. If you didn't cause these problems over in Syria, Iraq, and mm-hmm. these other countries, then you wouldn't have this influx of people trying to get away from the mess that you're starting. I agree Who with caused you. the problem? Who caused the problem? In Syria, yes, the the arming of moderate rebels, John McCain. Do, do you believe that? Do you believe Hillary that, Clinton? Uh, ISIS the creation Assad, of Al Qaeda. Do you believe uh, yeah. that Assad is a dictator and his father was a dictator that had a horrible human rights record? If, if we want to call a Assad a dictator, we can say the same thing about John Conyers of, the, of Michigan. We can say the same thing of Charlie Rangel of New York. We can say they the don't same have thing. Power. They're not. They're not. They're not. They don't have uh, control over a nation like Assad does. They're, they represent a congressional. They have district. control over their district. No, they don't. They have a vote in yes, their they district. Do. That's all they do. I they live don't in. Control I live their in district. Bill Clay. I live right, in the first congressional district. You're, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And by the way, I'm a black I'm an African American who voted for Trump and supported for him. Now let me say this. Hang on for a second. I live in the first congressional district in Missouri, Bill Clay, and his son Lacey Clay. Now I have witnessed dictatorship firsthand. Dictatorship is when a country who has an absolute a person who rules a country has absolute power. It has nothing to do with a congressman or a senator. It, it I dictatorship. I mean, it's ridiculous. And we can have the a thing, play everything on words. you're saying is okay, ridiculous. It's not in fact If we can have a play on words with terrorism, why come I can't okay. identify who's a dictator in my congressional district because as it has to do with politics? Based. It's not fact-based. Like it's not mine. Says, it's not, not fact-based. Not what we do on this show, so please, both of you hold. I understand. Please, both of you hold. hold yeah. Well, we... one, first thing, look, can oh, I say this? Yaki, I don't like for people yaki, to, to tell me. Yaki, well, let me I'm... say this, sir, real oh, politely. Sir, I don't like sir. for. It's my show, sir. Please hold. I'm going to give you a chance to talk. I want to hear your point. Okay. Points, but if we want to speak, I have to be the host, and then I will tell folks say your piece. Just art, just have your piece ready to say. But I don't want people talking over each other because we don't understand each other. I want to hear well, your I was, point. I was sir, explaining my point, and he came over across to me. He was talking I'm over me, sir. Because I'm the host, and there are times yeah. that I will ask you to stop so that we can get the conversation flowing, Tiaki. I respect you, and I want to hear your opinion, okay? Okay. Can, can I, I give you, it now? No, sir. I want to, uh, I okay. want to make a point first. Uh, 
541, I see that you're also on the call, and 832 on the call. If you want to speak, please push 1. And I'm on a direct traffic now, so um, you say your piece, then I'll let John say his piece, okay? So please go ahead and say your piece, sir. Well, this is the point, John. I do not like for you to tell me what my experience is. That's your experience, and what I just described is my experience in my community. If I look at the politics here that's been around, especially the individual, his family, for 40 or plus years, I call it a dictatorship, the way it is controlled. Okay, um, okay. go ahead now and make your point, John. Yeah, I, I, I call a dog a duck also, but that doesn't make it factually correct. A dictator is somebody who rules the, the, the country. That's the only definition of a dictator that is accepted. Uh, another thing, Tianchi, uh, do you believe in science at all? Do you believe in science? Any form of yes. science? I believe in a lot of forms of science, absolutely. But you just don't believe in global warming that, that – 99% of all industrial scientists say is in fact, and also 90, actually probably 100% of all uh, leaders in Europe and in industrialized nations agree to. And not just that, the third world countries, 195 of them signed on to this global uh, accord, the Paris Accord. Do you think all of those people are influenced by scientists who just want to make money? I think you uh, have all two countries. Nations, and well, all 195 nations. A whole lot of them, yes, because I have, I have seen it before, like the Tuskegee experiment, for instance, that was, that was put forth by scientists. But I'm saying this. If you have the number of countries that have signed on to it, like you just described, then they shouldn't have no problem going forward with their agenda. Okay, I'm going to they will because they're out. intelligent. They, I they will. I want to bring another person into the discussion. And then uh, we'll continue this. Uh, but stay with me, both of you, and uh, we'll bring you in. And thank you for the civil discussion now. One, I don't want anybody talking over another. Thank you, guys. All right, let's bring in 832. 832, who am I speaking to? This is Bob. Hey, Bob, come on in. Talk to me. Let me hear your piece. A couple of points. One, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, and I have been well entrenched in Missouri politics my whole life, even after moving to Texas. And I can tell you that the reason that uh, the congressman from the 1st Congressional District in uh, Missouri is so powerful locally is because the Republican legislature has traditionally lumped all of our African-American voters into one district so that they aren't out there voting against the Republican congressman in the surrounding districts. And so if you've got a problem with how powerful one congressman is, as far as influence, only influence, because constitutionally he only gets a vote in Congress, as the gentleman said, but it's only influence, then you ought to be pressing your Republican legislators to redistrict so that the African-Americans vote in Missouri is not diluted by a one-district strategy. That is actually a so, very good point that Bob, is, that Bob just put out there. And, but, but by the same token, I understand some of what Tiaki is saying within his district. John, when John says that's not the definition of dictatorship, John is right, right? Dictatorship is about country. What Tiaki is saying is there is some entrenched black guy, I imagine, in your – is he a black guy, Tiaki, in your district? He's African-American, and blacks have, blacks have to live where they live, where they want to live. Right. If they want to live in North County, North City, that's where they want to live. They don't want to live out in St. Charles County. They don't want to live out in Jefferson County. They don't want to live out in Franklin County. The only reason I ask you that uh, is because what we have is because of what Bob said and that the resist, you know, and, and, and uh, Christy is talking about the, the gerrymandering, we get all these kinds of dynamics where a particular strong man within a within a district develops, and it's hard to get him out of there because, you know, the giveaways that he gives to certain people that encourage people to vote for him, et cetera, it's all, it's all collusion. But that is getting off the subject. That well, we that gerrymandering is, not, is, is, is played. Well, look, when, those, when the redistricting goes on, is there not equal representation from both parties? Somebody's got to speak for him on. It's really dispolite. Okay, no, let me let me just go ahead and put uh, Bob's uh, phone on hold because I think that's that's what happened. But no, redistricting uh, when redistricting occurs, the party in power in the state and the governor 
determines what those lines are going to look like. And the way they draw those lines are to maximize a group of people to maximize that particular party's influence. So what they'll do is they'll put a whole bunch of people of, what, of whom they believe are on one party together in one group so that they can have other districts with a marginally larger uh, a percentage of the people for their particular party, which gives them a disproportionate part or portion of the vote. So that's how it's done. Well, there, there's Jay Nixon was a Democratic. Jay Nixon was a Democratic governor. Yes, yes, I understand that. But you know, still, the, the, what we're saying is gerrymandering is a factor in, in, in what Bob has to say, and I'm going to bring it back in in a second, Bob. Now, I, I, what concerns me with with your statement, though, Tiaki, is um, it is. It's not just about the isolation that you're talking about. I mean, if if America is a country who did a whole lot of damage to, let's say again, the atmosphere and other things, don't you think she should pay a big, play a bigger role in solving the problem? I think America has played a big enough role in solving a lot of problems. You got some emerging nations, India, then Africa is coming on the on the scene. Mm-hmm. So you're going to say that they should have their hand tied on how fast and what direction they use in order to develop themselves until they can get to a stable point? No, what I'm saying is America, I'm saying if, if we believe, if you believe that our atmosphere or not our, our climate, if you believe that our climate is being in, I want to back up because you said something that was actually important that I wish more that, that, that we as, we as, people who believe that climate change is occurring because of man should address. It is true that over the years we have, uh, over the years we've had heating cycles and cooling cycles. That is what a lot of, uh, a lot of Republicans like to use as a reason not to do something about climate change. It's a false, it's a false reality. It's a false thing that they do because what we are talking about is not changes in temperature and cycles that occur over thousands of years. We are talking about cycles that occur over hundreds of years where infrastructure would not be able to adjust to those realities. Okay? There are two differences here. So we know for a fact that climate change is occurring. We know for a fact that, that man burning of fossil fuel is influencing that faster. And we know that the people that are going to pay the price for that are those other countries who can least afford it. And we know that the people who are doing the most polluting are the United States and China proper. That they're not sitting at the table or that they're not there, I think is not only a, 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 a a leadership problem. It is much more. And I, I, my question to you again is, Given that reality, can't you see that we have to do more? I think the United States have done more. The emission standards on automobiles have been raised. There's less pollutant coming out the back end of your exhaust. I, myself, being in commercial construction, have worked on many projects where we have put scrubbers on the exhaust of power plants, and that, that noise is still there, so I can, it's very disturbing. Uh, maybe, it's that, maybe it's you. Let, let me put John on hold and see. Is the noise still there now? There, it's gone now. Oh, okay. no, it's well, there a little bit. All right, go ahead. I'll I'll put John and, and Bob on after when when you say. But as team. I go said ahead. before, this country has done a lot in order to uh, improve the environment that we live in and make sure that it's safe for the future generation. I think we've done quite a bit. All right, this call is too short. I mean, this this, this show is too short. For us to go into what you just said, but I want to bring John in to make a statement about that. I'm sure you'll have one. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I mean, almost everything this guy has said is is complete ignorance. You know, the fact that he doesn't accept the global warming, and, and by the way, Trump is, you know, he's going to uh, rescind all those uh, emission uh, controls if he hasn't done that already. He's already talked about that. He doesn't care about the environment. Here's, here's what we need to think about Trump and the Republican Party. All they care about is their rich donors and catering to their rich donors. 
That's all they care about. And as far as the the, uh, the, the climate accords, that's true. There's nothing binding about the accords. This is strictly telling his base, like you said earlier, you know, this is a big screw you to the rest of the world. You know, but what's funny about Trump is he's saying, you know, the whole world is laughing at it at, at us. No, the whole world is laughing at him because the whole world it realizes how ignorant this guy is. Every every country in the industrial world realizes that this guy has no grasp of any policy. He doesn't know anything about government. He doesn't he doesn't do research. He doesn't do anything. And that's why we're in these profound dilemma that we're in right now and all this corruption that he's under. He had three people in his cabinet who didn't even uh, fill out their security clearance properly, which is a federal crime, and nothing has happened to any of these people, including the attorney general. So, I mean, you know, the the question for you, Tianki, is somebody, if somebody, uh, you went to a doctor and you they told him that you had cancer, would you believe that? Do you believe doctors? Do you believe that form of science, or do you just not believe in that either? Thank you, John. Oh, you can respond, Tianki. Well, I think Trump has a better grasp on things than the previous president. You know, I don't know of too much pollution control that was going on in the communities of Chicago where he came from, looking at it today. Now, Trump was voted in by a large portion of the population of this country. It's going to be greater in four years from now, and I like what he's doing so far. Uh, I wish they would get on to some of the other promises that he's made. At least he is trying. Okay, Tiaki, let me ask you something now. I'm, I'm going to come in here. I... I must tell you that I am shocked of what you're saying. Okay, I really am. Uh, but there's always the answer in the outcome. There's always the answer in your results, right? So what I want you to do, I hope that you follow our show. I hope that you follow my blogs. I hope that uh, just, as, as, just as you are very proud to support Donald Trump right now and, and his policies and what he believes, that you'll constantly come back here and talk about it as it goes on. Because like I said, I personally, in the, in the activism that I do, I want to talk to the Trump guys. I want to, you know, I want to get into your head. I want to see how you tick. Because I want, uh, you know, I want a better country. I don't think Trump can do that. And I don't think Trump is in this for country. I think Trump is in this for Trump. Now, granted, a lot of politicians are in it for themselves, but a lot of them also have some sort of a social backing behind or some sort of a social values behind. I don't think he has any of that. Evidently, you do. So what I'd like you to do in the future is stay on board with us. You know, drop me a line on Well, Facebook I don't think I, I dropped by your station because there was nothing else going on. I've got to get to something here in a few minutes. Right. But uh, Obama is in for himself, too. He's charging $400,000 per lecture, I believe. Sir, Come sir, on. That's a lot that, of money, sir, huh? Sir, I said most politicians are in it for it, but some, in, in as much as they're doing something for themselves, they do things for others. So I'm not denying you that. I'm ask, all I'm asking you is that to try to keep your mind open that just maybe Trump is not the guy. If, if Donald Trump stick to his promises on immigration, on school choice, on guns, on protecting the border, and what we're seeing going on with NATO and also this last uh, hurrah, which I think is great, on getting out of the Paris Accord, I think he would do very well. Okay, we'll Let's stand back and watch. And time will tell, right, sir? So, I mean, look, I appreciate your calling into the program, and I hope you call in more times, and I hope you can kind of follow Absolutely. Absolutely. All right? Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. All right, let's go ahead and bring... Uh, uh, oh, I was about to bring Bob back in, but Bob hung up as well. Anyhow, uh, 541, if you want to speak, just hit a one and can talk. Okay, come on in, John. I know you want to say something. Yeah, I, it's just, I mean, it's just, I... I'm I'm kind of speechless here. I mean, that rarely happens. I mean, you know, the 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 marches today uh, through uh, what is it called, the invisible? They're talking about the right. They're talking about uh, what was it about truth, right? Right. It's a march of truth. Uh, In fact, I'm going to our next experience today. 
Yeah, the March for Truth, okay, and there's a hundred across this country. And right. so, you know, th- if if people focus more on trying to find the truth, and I know, you know, there's, I don't, uh, you know, truth is like, you know, religious people always talk about right. truth, you know, and it, this is like, you don't want to get so overwhelmed by this that it's, you know, you don't want to hear other people's opinion. And I know mm-hmm. you're more open-minded than I am, but... Mm-hmm. uh at the same time, you know, you also have to believe in things, and, and right. so that's what polit- people who who are real serious about politics they have very strong beliefs, you know. Right. And so, you know, when I yeah. hear somebody like that, when I hear yeah. somebody like that who mm-hmm. really doesn't, I, I didn't hear one thing that he said that was truthful. Uh, you know, do the whole conversation, really. I mean, he, he was, right. he was just one. I, I want to tell you where I'm at with him because I know what you're going to say and I understand what you're saying, sir. Let me tell you where I, what, how I look at Tiaki. Tiaki, you know, if we, we, if we're right, and 541, I'm coming to you next. If we are right, the things that Trump is going to do is going to hurt Tiaki. Tiaki said he was in a construction business. It'll hurt him. A lot of people, especially cultish people, which I think Tiaki he may not accept it, but I think he's, 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 a, he's a Republican, a black Republican in, with a cultish thing. And I, I can tell you a certain thing about black Republicans is they always feel more under attack because of who they are. And they put up a bigger, a bigger shell, if you will, that is harder to penetrate. So I, I, I've followed that. So I want to stay in touch with this guy because what usually happens is these guys don't gradually change. Eventually, they just snap. But you put a seed in their heads, and that's what works. Let me go to uh, 541, and then I'll be back. 541, come on in. Who do I have the honor of speaking with? Hi, Alberto. This is Janine. Janine, how are you doing? Janine is one of hey, the board members at Coffee Party. Talk to me, Janine. Well, I, of course, listen to your show every Saturday morning. I'm on the West Coast, so it's actually kind of early here. But, yes. um, <laughs> And I usually plan on... Uh, you know, hanging in there. Uh, but I have a couple of things that I don't mind contributing. Um, sure. One of them is that Kayaki, I think he spoke earnestly and within the party line. And so right. one of the things we have to ask ourselves is, you know, I mean, I've been a scientist my entire adult life, actually before I was an adult. And so I have a very different opinion of his, from his for, about global warming, about lots of things that have to do with science. But there is so much, um, the, the, the drumbeats are so strong that people like me that don't listen to places, the party line people listen, that don't participate in those conversations, that don't go into those chat rooms, um, we forget how loud that drumbeat is. And so right. while I totally disagree, I mean, global warming is about the oceans. Right, mm-hmm. the oceans mm-hmm. are measurably warmer. Warmer and oceans alter the weather. It's really yes. not about whether or not it snowed on Christmas, because the truth is, I remember in the '60s playing touch football uh, in my shorts on Christmas Day. Too, right. you know, it's not like it, it's never been warm in December in the Pacific Northwest. The difference right. is the ocean was many, many degrees colder, and so right. uh, it, uh, you know. We can get into the extrapolations there, but so as a scientist, I know. And so the other thing that, so I have compassion because the misinformation drumbeats are so loud. And I'm not even sure anymore I care what their agenda is. I just Mm -hmm. know that I have to offer an alternative to that rhetoric uh, in as clear and strong and powerful ways I can without denigrating anyone. That's just my thing, right? So carrying over, the only other thing I really wanted to contribute was that um, I, too, voted for Bernie in the primaries and Hillary in the uh, runoff election, uh, mostly because that's what Bernie said to do. Right. Um, And so, you know, I'm a team player in that regard, plus I considered her the better alternative. However, when we talk about sexism, uh, these things in terms of their impact in um, political outcomes. I want to point to the fact that Hillary may not be the base 
the very best case study for this. The reason being, way back in the 80s when her husband was president, right, or way back whenever that was, um, she came out as a pro-choice first lady. Mm-hmm. She's, as far as I know, the first vocally pro-choice first lady. And so the hate campaign against Hillary's pro-choice position is 30 years old. And she right. has been denigrated all that time. And I can tell you from personal experience, because I was the caregiver for my elderly great-auntie, uh, mm-hmm. The last several years of her life, I read her mail. I promise you the stuff that came from her church and from her party and from those opportunistic anti-choice uh, private nonprofits was so vile. They connected mm-hmm. her with Satan. They connected her with murder. They connected her with, and then every conspiracy theory they could dream up, they repeated. And these were supposedly religious people. And so... Right. The campaign against her is so old and so enduring that, to me, what it proves is that you repeat something long enough. Hell, there were voters out there who have never been alive when she was not being denigrated by the Christian right. And so uh, what she really tells us is the power of that kind of enduring misinformation or slander or opinionism, if you want to call Mm. it that. As opposed to um, the poster child for sexism, uh, there are better candidates for that, or there are better, you know, examples of racism, sexism, all of that. Right. But I agree with that. Hillary, but the, the only reason, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, Jenny. Yeah, I'm the done. reason I brought up Hillary is that who that's who was getting the brunt on Daily Coast this morning. And I wanted to put a standard to, to say that, well, you know, we know all the, we know all what Hillary Clinton has done going forward. We know that, but that doesn't discount the misogyny. You know, right now I'm getting torn up for the title of my blog about ra- racism versus sexism. You know, but hey, uh, I- I'll atone for that. <laughs> but look, we're at the end of the show, so let me ask uh, Jenny. Give me a quick closer. Give me a closer. Uh, yeah, well, I think hate statement. is hate is hate, and it can have any kind of ism you want to give it, but hate is hate is hate, and hating back doesn't fix that. So there's my closer. Thank you, Janine, and, and marvelous closer. John, give me a closer. Okay. Um, yeah, I I enjoy your show, and I enjoy what you're trying to do with Trump voters, but, you know, at a certain point, though, you know, when I when I uh, read anything on the internet or try to you know watch something on let's say on television or whatever, you know I want to learn something. That that's my objective is to learn something. The number one objective. And so you know when you when you spend a lot of time and I, I know you're not you're not going to react to this, but I mean I'm just giving you my opinion. And you put give a lot of time to for people who don't really have informed opinions and don't really seem like they're they're open to anything new either. You know, I, I just feel like it, you know, you degrade it. It's just not the same. It's not, I think that, you know, you should keep a level saying. of intellectual comment, you know. I, John, I understand what you're saying. And I have 90 seconds to give my closer, and I'm going I'm to address that in the closer. I, I used to think that way. Why waste my time with people who are not thinking or people who are, don't, don't know civics or all those things? Here's the reality. That's America today. America has become a country where we don't teach civics, where people are misinformed, uninformed. And if we just leave it, if we just go ahead and throw all those people away, eventually we will be throwing away the majority. We have to work to skim off some of those people. And yes, it's tedious. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. But I will never give up because, again, we need to grow the base of people who are doing the, or will do the right thing. Tom Haynes says it's futile. I have a lot of patience. And I will continue to try to reach both our folk who are thinking people and those folk who may need some help in, after having been indoctrinated for a long time. That is our mission. That is what I think we ought to do. Look, folks, thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. 
We'll be back again on, on, on Wednesday, or rather on Thursday, uh, KPFT 90.1 FM, and likewise here on live on Facebook Live. Part of the family. This is Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>